Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. Happy New Year. Today, we are talking about Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks. Waterloo Sunset is possibly the prettiest and most perfect song Ray Davies ever wrote. All right, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm kidding. Of course there's more. It's Waterloo Sunset. I made a call out to um, have some of you guys shoot me uh, voicemails and and whatnot for this one, but I think I did it a little too late because we didn't get any voicemails to add to this in time for the recording. But I promise you, if you um, decide that you want to participate in this, um, I will play the voicemails on a future episode. Um, so that everybody gets heard because this is a beloved song by, I, I would imagine pretty much every Kinks fan. I mean, what's the, it's, it's one of those songs that songwriters wish they would have written. You know, I would imagine even the most, uh, egotistical, uh, condescending I invented rock and roll songwriter wishes they would have written Waterloo Sunset. It is pretty much perfect. And and what makes it perfect is its simplicity. There are some cool chord changes and stuff, but it's nothing crazy, especially not for its time. The lyrics are simple but beautiful and very poetic. Uh, and the melody is perfect and the guitar work is perfect. Uh, it all just works. And there's not a lot of times when you can point to a, a pop song, a rock song, whatever. Uh, and everything just works perfectly. There's not a single element of this song that could be changed to make it better. There's nothing that could be added to make it better. And another thing that I look at when I'm when I'm evaluating, you know, quote unquote perfect songs is what does it sound like when other people are covering it? There are certain songs that you only want to hear the originals. Uh whether it's your favorite bands like the Kinks or the Beatles or not, um th- there are certain songs demand to be performed by the the songwriters. Other songs, and Waterloo Sunset is one, lend themselves beautifully to cover versions. It's hard to mess this one up because it's such a well-constructed song. On one of the Kinks Facebook groups, um, Lori mentioned to me that the song Waterloo Sunset makes me feel nostalgic for a place I've never been. That's great songwriting. And that is great songwriting. And it's very true. Um, I've never been to England. I've never seen a Waterloo sunset, but when I saw Ray sing this live in concert, you know, a decade ago, it does make you nostalgic. There's something about the melody, the way that it's constructed, the elements of the song. Um, even upon the first time hearing it, it sounds nostalgic. Dave Davies talks about using, uh, on the guitar, trying to get a perfect guitar tone, 
which they achieved. His guitar work on this song is so beautiful and perfectly stated um, that they went back to doing like a slapback delay, which was an element from the 50s that had gone kind of out of style. You heard it a lot. Elvis Records used it all the time. It was a big on rockabilly rock stuff. Um, and it had gone kind of out of fashion. And so maybe that adds to the instant nostalgia is that, yes, it kind of sounds like a song from 1967, but it also sounds like a song from 1957. And and with the way the melody flows and ebbs, uh, it sounds like a standard from the 30s. It's just uh, the perfect song. One thing that I found interesting, I was going to try to do a, a, a harmonic analysis of this song because people seem to be enjoying when we do the music theory stuff. And it's hard to do on this tune because there is a lot of disagreement on what the chords actually are. We're in the key of E. Uh, if you go to the kindakinks.net page, there's like 15 or 20 revisions of what the chord structures are in this song. Some of them are closer than others. I don't a hundred percent agree with any of them. Um, but we're in the key of E, and he's basically just doing one five four. And then so he he sits on that four chord for a while, and that's where you get. The... Um, so that's pretty simple. Not a big deal there. Dirty old river, must you keep rolling? Rolling into the night People so busy Make me feel dizzy Taxi lights shine so bright Now th this is the part that there's some debate about. Um, one person on here claims this is a C-sharp minor chord. It's not. It's an F-sharp minor chord. And then an F-sharp minor major 7. All right, so it's just uh, uh, that's your major seven on top of a minor chord, and then just a straight ahead F sharp minor seven. So we've got that descending bass line. And then probably back to the five chord. So it's a two chord. So he's just doing one, five, four, and then a two chord with a descending bass line. Oops. And then we're back to one. And then this part is where I am not 100% sure. Every single source cites this as an F-sharp major chord. Um, but coming off of that riff, I don't know, F-sharp minor could work too, but I'll, I'll give everybody the benefit of the doubt that they figured this out. So we've got the F-sharp, which is a five of five. Uh, where are we? Every day I look at the from my window five Chilly, chilly is evening time 
Waterloo sunsets fine. Oh, Terry meets Julie. Waterloo Station every Friday night. But I am so lazy, don't want to wander. I stay at home at night. But I don't feel afraid as long as I gaze on Waterloo Sunset. I am in paradise. So, uh, sorry, I just disproved my own theory that every cover of this is beautiful. <clears throat> um, so it's still, even though there is some debate about what the chords actually are, what the harmonic sequence is, it is essentially pretty simple chords. Um, a nice mix of major and minor. But the, the lyrical content is a mix of major and minor, too. And it's a mix of third person and first person, which you don't hear very often. But, and I'm, I've been working on an article about this um, and just can't get it the way I like it. But in 1967, the Beatles and the Kinks both got nostalgic, right? Sgt. Pepper was originally going to be... Uh, a concept of about their youth, right? Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields were written about it, and those were both songs uh, uh, from Paul and John's youth, respectively. And then Waterloo Sunset is kind of a nostalgic. It's not about Ray's youth, and it's not even really autobiographical. Uh, in fact, he had originally called it Liverpool Sunset. Um, but it is it is kind of like a day in the life. Uh, look at a place in England. And there's actually a lot of similarities between Waterloo Sunset and Penny Lane. First off, it's a snapshot of one area, right? Penny Lane, the street, Waterloo Sunset. He's looking over this bridge, over the, you know, right on the water, at the river, all that kind of stuff. And we hear the narrator describing what he sees. Dirty old river, must you keep rolling, rolling into the night. People so busy, makes me feel dizzy. Taxi lights shine so bright. Terry meets Julie, Waterloo Station, every Friday night. Uh, millions of people swarming like flies round Waterloo Underground. But Terry and Julie cross over the river where, where they feel safe and sound. There's there's this, this uh, observational aspect to it. That's a narrative. And then he flips it. And switches to a more introspective, right? Uh, but I don't need no friends as long as I gaze on Waterloo Sunset. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes, right? So it's observation and and then, you know, introspection. First person to third person to first person to third person. And you don't hear that a ton in songs. And I think it's interesting that you hear it in these two songs that are conceptually very similar in the tone that they're trying to do the story they're trying to tell also there's the descending bass lines um that both songs utilize and here's the thing during the verse both songs utilize a descending bass line and during the chorus they switch to an ascending bass line so it's a very cool commonality 
There was something in the air in 1967, and these two songs really stand out to me as being um, very similar, although one of them is light years better than Penny Lane. But it's it's an interesting songwriting tactic to switch from the storyteller being non-intrusive in the story and then a line later switching to the storyteller is the subject of the story. Terry meets Julie, Waterloo Sunset uh, Station, every Friday night. But I am so lazy, don't want to wander, I stay at home at night. But I don't feel afraid as long as I gaze on Waterloo Sunset, I'm in paradise. It's kind of a tortured person. And that's another thing that Ray Davies does, I would say better than anybody else, is this dichotomy of nostalgia and heartwarmingness with this dark undertone right you've got this guy who's seriously suffering from something i don't need no friends uh i'm too lazy don't want to wander and then he wraps it all up he ties it all together millions of people swarming like flies around waterloo underground but terry and julie cross over the river where they feel safe and sound and they don't need no friends as long as they gaze on waterloo sunset there in paradise so what brings us all together these two people in love that he's observing um versus this guy who is sad and lonely you know looking down on what's going on in the town what brings them together is this peace that they find while looking at the Waterloo sunset. They are in paradise. So you've got these two very different personalities, these, this happy, loving couple and this sad, reclusive observer. But for those moments during the sunset, they are both in paradise. And that sentiment is just phenomenal sentiment it's beautiful you know it's 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 one of those like you know there's more that binds us than divides us kind of sentiments but it's masked in this music that is uplifting and sad at the same time and and then they you know they close it off with the just the the guitar strumming you know kind of Letting it the 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 refrain of Waterloo Sunset's fine kind of repeat and and filter in and out of these these guitar chords. So there's like an ugliness to it too. In this beauty, you know he he can't just let the beauty sit there. He has to add this dissonance then, and and he, they save it for the very end. But there is that dissonant uh, when those guitar chords come in at the end. It's phenomenal songwriting. If I wrote a thousand songs. Um, none of them would combine to be as good as Waterloo Sunset. And there are not a ton of songs that I'm envious about, but this one, it's just the perfect song. Uh, If you haven't heard the Kinks choral version, which Ray did, um, God, I guess about 10 years ago now, maybe 12. It's a beautiful arrangement with the full court choir um, backing him in the rock band up. I saw it live in San Francisco when he came around with the, with the choir and everything. And uh, it's stunning. It's a great arrangement. I love this piece. It was, uh, he closed the Olympics ceremonies when they were in London a few years ago. 
singing this song. We didn't hear it in America because the TV channel decided, I think, I forget what station it was, decided to play, premiere a horrible sitcom that I think lasted six episodes at the most. Um, so they cut it out. They didn't play to the very end, which was a shame because the song reached number two in the UK, uh, but didn't chart in the US. Maybe it was too nostalgic for England to for it to be picked up in America, but I think that's ridiculous. I think this comes down to uh, they were getting blacklisted. You know, they were shut down by the union from touring, and I just think the radio stations followed suit because there's no reason this song shouldn't have been played on the radio. I mean, to not even chart in the top 200 means nobody played it. It didn't just get a little bit of airplay. It got nothing, which isn't fair. Rolling Stone, on their 500 greatest songs of all time list, ranks this one at number 42, which is the highest position held by a Kinks song. So that's something, if you like those kinds of lists. Um, And then it was released on the album Something Else by the Kinks on September 15th, 1967, uh, or early 1968 in America as the final track on that album. It was the first tune recorded or produced by Ray Davies. And the only song on something else that was produced by Ray Davies, they, they to that point had produced with uh, shell tell and they did the whole song in, t- in one 10 hour session, which is incredible because this is a busy song and this is a, a, a real arrangement and they weren't doing arrangements like this, you know, with every track. So, but this is a complex arrangement that I think maybe part of what makes it good is that they did it in 10 hours and they didn't labor over it for a month, you know, and, and overthink it. This is what it sounds like naturally. And that's very cool. Um, so I guess that's it. It's Waterloo Sunset. It's the best. If you have been living in a hole as a Kinks fan and don't know this song, I don't even know why you're listening to this, but if you have, or you're a Beatles fan listening to this podcast and aren't as familiar with this tune, swing by the Spotify playlist that we've got. You can find it on our website, uh, herohabit.com, and uh, take a listen to it. I put all the songs up on Monday, so you can pre-listen to all the songs we're going to talk about for the week. That's my uh, compromise to you because I can't actually play the songs while we're talking about them for copyright issues, but I'll give you a heads up now uh, when as to what songs we're going to talk about so you can listen to them on your own. And now go back and listen to it. And this is one of those tunes that I really encourage people to put on the headphones and close your eyes and just listen to it. It's a beautiful arrangement. It's a good melody. Good everything about it is good. Um, but let yourself get wrapped up in it because it is one of those songs that is just... It hits the nerves in the right spot and rewards you if you just are actively listening to it. All right, go ahead and give me a call, 925-494-1739, or text me. Oh, wait, you could text that too. Or email me at uh, kinksandbeatsaherohabit.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at herohabit, all one word. All right, I will come back to you tomorrow. We are talking about... um, one of the king or one of the kings, one of the Beatles' first hits. Um, Love me do. All right, have a great New Year. 
This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.